Welcome to My on Mondays, an explorative approach to the possessive my through narratives, art, and sound. Each Monday brings a new creation and unique perspective. My on Mondays is brought to you by Ming Studios, a contemporary art space and international artist residency program dedicated to the exhibition, experience, and exploration of arts and culture. Along with exhibiting artists from around the world, Ming also serves the community by hosting innovative programs including performances, workshops, screenings, readings, artist talks, and other cultural activities. For more information or if you'd like to participate in My on Mondays, you can visit our website at mingstudios.org. Hello and welcome to the 121st episode of My on Mondays. This past week, February 20th, marked the anniversary of the death of American abolitionist, social reformer, writer, orator, and statesman Frederick Douglass. In his three autobiographies, he described his experiences as an enslaved person, and the first, Narrative of the Life of Frederick Douglass, an American Slave, became a bestseller and was an influential work for the abolitionist cause. Along with his tireless work in the movement to end slavery, he was also an avid supporter of women's equality. In his first autobiography, Douglas wrote, Sincerely and earnestly hoping that this little book may do something toward throwing light on the American slave system and hastening the glad day of deliverance to the millions of my brethren in bonds faithfully relying upon the power of truth, love, and justice for success in my humble efforts, and solemnly pledging myself anew to the sacred cause. Today we share two poems with you by Douglas. The first, titled A Parody, shows his scathing commentary on the unjust system he suffered under. The second is more personal, written in memory of feminist and abolitionist Otilia Assing, titled Poem on the Departure of a Friend A Parody, 1845 Come, saints and sinners, hear me tell How pious priests whip Jack and Nell. And women buy and children sell And preach all sinners down to hell And sing of heavenly union. They'll bleat and baa donna like goats, Gorge down black sheep and strain at moats, array their backs in fine black coats, then seize their negroes by their throats and choke for heavenly union. They'll church you if you sip a dram, and damn you if you steal a lamb, yet rob old Tony, Doll, and Sam of human rights and bread and ham, kidnappers, heavenly union. They'll loudly talk of Christ's reward and bind his image with a cord, and scold, and swing the lash aboard, and sell their brother in the Lord, to handcuffed heavenly union. They'll read and sing a sacred song, and make a prayer, both loud and long, and teach the right and do the wrong, hailing the brother-sister throng with words of heavenly union. We wonder how such saints can sing, or praise the Lord upon the wing who roar and scold and whip and sting and to their slaves and mammon cling in guilty conscience union. They'll raise tobacco, corn, and rye 
and drive and thieve and cheat and lie and lay up treasures in the sky by making switch and cowskin fly in hopes of heavenly union. They'll crack old Tony on the skull and preach and roar like bashing bull or brain ass or mischief full then seize old Jacob by the wool and pull for heavenly union. A roaring, ranting, sleek man-thief who lived on mutton, veal, and beef, yet never would afford relief to needy, sable sons of grief, was big with heavenly union. Love not the world, the preacher said, and winked his eye and shook his head, and seized on Tom and Dick and Ned, cut short their meat and clothes and bread, yet still loved heavenly union. Another preacher whining spoke, of one whose heart for sinners broke, he tied old nanny to an oak and drew the blood at every stroke and prayed for heavenly union. Two others oped their iron jaws and waved their children-stealing paws. There sat their children in goo-gaws by stinty negroes' backs and maws. They kept up heavenly union. All good from Jack and other takes and entertains their flirts and rakes who dress as sleek as glossy snakes and cram their mouths with sweetened cakes. And this goes down for Union. Poem on the Departure of a Friend There is gloom within my study, dear. The rosy light shines there no longer. Your green magnolia oft drops a tear. The cedars look sad and somber. The grass is upon my winter lawn that joyed to feel thy lightsome tread, the evening sky and morning dawn, seem mournful since any hope has fled. Fido the faithful takes ill the blow, and whines for thy gracious form and face, and sable Alec goes to and fro, searching my secret woe to trace, that something vast has touched me deep, a thousand veils would fail to blind. Yet in its full measure and scope and sweep a thousand eyes would fail to find my spirit has dropped her cheerful mood since thy bright radiance passed away, though reason calls this evil good. Feeling still claims her wanted sway. I must not essay to settle now. Feeling and reason's debates point but only relate the things that show my own condition out of joint. Truly, Cedar Hill has lost a gem brighter than morn or evening star, more precious than the diadem of England's queen or Russia's czar. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be back next Monday. Tune in.